Welcome to All Caring Conversations. Your health and wellness matters. I'm your host, Tracy Dawn Brewer. Today, I'm so happy to highlight our grievance and appeals fearless leader, Kayla Heath. If you have ever had an issue with your health care, from medicine to facility to doctor, you have this team on your side as advocates. I hope you learn how valuable they are to you through this episode. Welcome back to a new episode of Alt Caring Conversations. I'm very excited. Today, our guest is Kayla Heath. Kayla is the Alt Care Grievance and Appeals Manager. And Kayla, I'd like for you to share a little bit about yourself, your journey with Alt Care, your experience, and uh, about your team and your uh, interest in this field. Well, first of all, Tracy, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to share a little bit about the Grievance and Appeals Department and what we do for our members. So um, to start, I began my career with AltCare in August of 2018. Um, I started within the Clinical Quality and Accreditation part- Department, and I was fortunate to be hired into a position that touches almost every area of our organization. So it allowed me the opportunity to learn about each department and how we were all connected for that one common goal. Um, So I was a quality and accreditation coordinator for about a year before I was offered the grievance and appeals position in September of 2019. And I've been in this position for about two and a half years. Um, I received my bachelor's degree in community health and then decided to pursue a master's in healthcare administration, which ultimately led me to all care. Um, I work, like I said, in the Grievance and Appeals Department. We're a pretty small department um, of six employees who are dedicated to our members. We're here to help our members navigate through obstacles that they may face in the healthcare system um, and even difficulties that they may encounter when they try to use um, their healthcare benefits. So we're basically here to ensure that our members are receiving the appropriate care and health insurance benefits. That's great. This is really a department that I think a lot of listeners don't know much about. So it makes the perfect discussion for an episode. So I was so happy to have you join me today. And I know that they're going to learn a lot and I'll probably learn a lot too, because I know that you guys do a wonderful job in your department. And you're so passionate, Kayla, you're so passionate about educating our members and what they need to understand about their health plan and right down to the specifics and, you know, what to do if they don't agree with an outcome or they find themselves frustrated really with any aspect of the plan. So let's start with some basic definitions to educate everybody. Um, Can you tell us what a grievance is? Absolutely. So a grievance can be defined as any expression of dissatisfaction. So you can file a grievance against your health plan, your health care provider, um, a hospital. Say maybe you went to the hospital and, and you were going to the emergency room department and you waited for two hours and felt you should only be there for a half hour. You can file um, a grievance because maybe you felt the facility wasn't clean. There's a laundry list of reasons you can file a grievance. But What we see a lot, and this is what we love to do, um, is if our members are experiencing some type of difficulty, you know, maybe you're having an issue obtaining a medication or you feel like your primary care physician and your specialists aren't communicating, we're really there to step in and help resolve those issues that you're having. That's a really great um, example. You have a great list of examples of, you know, what a grievance is. I think that helps people kind of um, put a picture to that, to that term. So that's very, very helpful. And you, you 
keep repeating the same thing, filing a grievance. What does that actually mean when you file a grievance? That's a great question because that's a terminology we use all the time. Something that, you know, we who work in healthcare every day, you know, it's, it's, you know, a word we use all the time. And so we don't think that we need to explain it, but to people that don't work in this field all the time, it may sound confusing, but it's actually very simple. You can call us with a concern that you have. You can send us a fax with that concern. You can write to us, or you can even send us an email. However you get that information to us is technically considered filing a grievance. Oh, that helps a lot. There's a lot of methods that someone can choose to, to make that Absolutely. file. <laughs> so that's Absolutely. Great. And, uh, and so that really kind of um, gives us the process of filing a grievance. And I know probably at the end of our conversation, we'll give specifics on, you know, what someone needs to do to find those numbers or those addresses or that email. And, um, but there is a process. Is there something particular that they have to follow for the process? Like I said, just submit that information. We do ask that you, you know, provide whatever detail that you can mm-hmm. um, within that within that initial um, grievance. It helps things move a little bit quicker. You know, there might be something that we find that we need to outreach to you on, and, and we'll mm-hmm. pick up the phone and give you a call to obtain that additional information. But if you can provide whatever detail that you can in that uh, initial filing um, of your grievance, that's really what helps keep things moving along. And obviously we want to provide you with a resolution as quickly as we can, um, but it would be no later than 30 days. Oh, 30 days of when you've reached out, when um, someone has reached out to you. Yep. So as soon as we receive that um, grievance, no matter if it's, you know, on a Saturday, a Sunday, through the week, during business hours, after business hours, the clock starts and you'll receive Mm. a resolution within 30 days. All right. That's good to know. So the other part of your department is uh, the appeals. So can you give us a definition of what an appeal is? Absolutely. So an appeal would be a request for us to review either a denial of coverage, lack of payment or service for med- or medication um, that you believe should be covered under your plan. So let's say that you or your provider has requested a specific medication. Um, they went through that prior authorization process and maybe we denied it. Um, for a specific reason. Um, You can come back and appeal that, submit additional information. We'll review that and make a new determination on that, whether it would be that we agreed with our original decision or we overturned it and felt that that medication was necessary. Okay. Now, are there different ways to file an appeal than there were to file a grievance? So you, your provider or appointed representative can file an appeal via mail via fax or via email. If it is an urgent pre-service, which what that means is you haven't received the services or medications at this point and you feel that if you wait with the typical within the typical appeal time frame that it could jeopardize your health, you may file that appeal via phone. Mm, okay. All right. That's good to know. That that really helps differentiate the urgency. Of, Absolutely. Of so if, if you or your provider feels that waiting um could jeopardize your health, could, you know, even decrease your health or cause severe harm to you, please call us and file the appeal via phone um, so we can get that moving quickly for you. Okay. So you had mentioned the 30-day timeframe that starts with a grievance from the moment that you receive it. Is there a process or a timeframe? You said the, I guess, standard one versus the urgent one. Can you kind of differentiate that timeframe? 
Yeah, so just like the grievances, the um, appeal timeframe starts as soon as it comes into the organization. However, there's a lot of differentiating factors for your appeal timeframes. It depends on what plan you're on. It depends on if it's pre-service, if it's pre-service urgent where you feel that it could jeopardize your health, or if you've already received those service in which we categorize those as post-service. Those all have different timeframes, um, but you can always call into our service center and we'd be able to provide you with that information based upon what plan you're on. Okay. That's good to know. So it really helps for um, me to be an educated health plan member to know what plan that I have before really I even start that process. And um, yeah, and, and that is something that if you don't know, you can call into our customer service to get that information um, just to verify. So absolutely. It, um, is there anything that I can do to present? You said, you know, as much information, the detailed information as possible for those filings. Do you accept uh, like images or, or copies of things? Like what do I need to do for that filing? Absolutely. If, you know, if you're appealing um, something and maybe you wanted an MRI or, you know, you wanted whatever service it may be and you have documentation from your provider or you said images, you know, maybe you had an x-ray and you want to, a a more detailed scan, you know, and you can provide those images, whatever you can provide, we'll take a look at, we'll look at everything that you submit. If you can get your provider to submit um, a supporting statement of medical necessity, if it's a medical necessity appeal, um, we'll absolutely look at that. And, you know, the great thing, Tracy, um, that we'll do as well is, you know, if we feel that we need something from your provider, we'll take that initiative to outreach to your provider and obtain that information. You know, maybe you weren't able to obtain those medical records or you Mm. just forgot, we'll reach Mm. out to your provider and get those for you. Oh, wow. So you really work hand in hand with the member. We absolutely do. We try to do everything that we can, um, you know, to make this process as, as easy on them as possible. And, you know, it is a lot for a member to try and, you know, gather all of that documentation. So if we can do that for them, we absolutely will. Okay. And is there a a limit of how many times I can file a grievance or appeal for a particular case or or condition? So for an appeal, again, it will go back to, it depends on what type of plan you're on. Um, And, you know, so different types of plans have different levels of an appeals. Mm -hmm. Um, So some have one level of internal appeals, some have two. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just depends on what type of plan you're on and you can refer to your plan document for that. Um, Also, any denial letter or EOB that you receive will give you your next level of appeal rights. Um, So, you know, if you were to receive an adverse benefit determination, you can read through that letter and it'll give you exactly what your next step would be. As far as a grievance goes, there's no limitation on how many grievances you can file because grievances, as I mentioned, you know, we're really, it's an issue that you may have that we're really looking to resolve for you. So if you keep coming across the same issue, we're going to continue to do everything we can to make it right. But our goal as an organization and as a department would be to get one grievance on one issue and that we completely resolve it for you and that you won't have to encounter that issue again moving forward. Yeah, I'm sure you want that resolved the first time you get that filing. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. And you mentioned a few times that you would reach out to uh, my primary care physician or my medical team, but I don't necessarily have to involve them. Is it so I can just do this on my own so they don't have to be involved? I mean, is there a requirement for anything like that? 
So for an appeal, they do not have to be involved. If it's in a medical necessity appeal, obviously, you know, it would be a good idea to involve yeah. them so that they can provide their input and provide maybe some clinical information that you may not have or a clinical perspective that, you know, they could point out to us that, you know, maybe wasn't clear in the initial authorization that was submitted. Um, as far as a grievance goes, if you are having an issue with your provider, we will outreach to your provider to help resolve that mm. issue that you may be experiencing with them um, and help, you know, maybe mend the relationship or issues that you're having. Um, so there would be outreach to your provider in that scenario. Okay. So when you do that outreach on my behalf, do you let them know the member's information, like who has that issue or is that private? We do let them know um, because, you know, we want them to be able to provide their perspective on on what is happening. Um, Now, if there is an issue where a member is really concerned that, you know, it would hurt their relationship or potentially um, be dismissed from the practice, we would keep that anonymous if the member would request that. We have done that um, in different scenarios. But like I said, a lot of the times, you know, it would be where we, you know, we just had a scenario not long ago, a member had contacted us because unfortunately their primary care provider um, had to stop practice practicing mm. kind of abruptly. Um, yeah. And so mm. the member needed medication. Um, she had to go to an urgent clinic to get medication filled. Um, so she contacted us and we worked with that previous provider and, you know, there wasn't much she could do. She couldn't refill the prescription because she wasn't practicing anymore. So we worked with our departments and we were able to find her a new PCP in less than a week. And it has, she had an appointment um, in less than wow. a week to get that medication filled. So, you know, just because we're outreaching to a provider, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it's a bad thing or that right, right. you're upset with them. Um it, and, and our providers understand that. They're very well aware that we are helping our members navigate through scenarios and difficulties that they're encountering. That's what we're here for. And our providers are very receptive to our grievance process, and they're very familiar with us and what we do. Um, so, you know, we, do, we don't want our members to be hesitant to file a grievance. We encourage you to file a grievance if you're, in, you know, coming across these difficulties because we are here to help and we want to help. And our providers understand that as well. Yeah, I mean, you're such a huge advocate for the member, and it's something that I think people realize or don't realize that they have access to, and they're trying to outreach on their own through like social media and different levels because they're just lost and like what to do. So this really helps define those steps. And um, how successful are members who submitted appeal? I mean, is there some kind of uh, statistics on you know overall success of the outcomes that favor one or the other? You know, so I love this question because, you know, we talk all the time within my team, like every case that we get, we're like, wow, you know, if this were to happen to my mom or my child or my sibling, you know, like I can see where they were coming across. So, you know, mm-hmm. we, like you said, we do everything we can to advocate for our members. Um, you know, our members are our top priority. We want to mm-hmm. make sure that we are providing our members with the benefits that they should be receiving. Um, so we love to provide our members with a positive outcome. And if we can, you know, that's obviously our goal all the time. Yeah, yeah that, that's great to know. It's it's nice to know that we have this opportunity to to share this information again, because I think a lot of people think they have to do it on their own. And so I'm, I'm glad we're, you know, shining a spotlight on your great department and everything that you do. And yeah. And you had mentioned like, it seems as if so, not everybody's aware of this process, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's such an important 
added benefit that you have through our organization. And, you know, we really put our members as a top priority. And, you know, we really encourage everybody, if, if you have an issue, please come to us. We're happy to help. We love to help, right? I yeah, mean, right. <laughs> we like to, you know, navigate through these different obstacles that you may be facing and kind of let you sit back and, and take a minute to breathe and, and not stress about it because, you know, we're, this is what we do every day. And so we know how to navigate it. Um, and we have, we have contacts, we have different resources that, right. you know, our members don't have every day. So we're right. happy to help when we can. Well, you've mentioned issues. You've mentioned a couple things like medication and, um, maybe you've had, um, a reason that a, a provider, like you said, leaving their practice, what are the top reasons somebody files an agree, agreement? Well, I mean, you really covered it right there. Um, oh. A lot of times, you know, members are simply looking for a resolution. You know, mm-hmm. they they've encountered something that's impacting their care or their benefits. You know, m- maybe they you know had a mail order pharmacy, um, and and their medication somehow got lost in the mail. We know how the oh, mail is right now. Yeah, We're all yeah. experiencing these weird issues. So you know we as a grievance department will work with that mail order pharmacy and do everything we can. We'll see if they can overnight that medication to you. Um, Because the last thing we want is for you to go without your prescription and have, you know, an adverse outcome because of something silly like the mail, uh, losing your medication. So we'll do what we can. We'll try and go as above and beyond as we can to get that um, medication to you or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe get an appointment with a provider that, you know, maybe you didn't feel had an appointment available or couldn't get you in quick enough. So yeah. we'll do what we can and work with our providers, pharmacies, um, and even things happening internally too, to, to get what you need. Yeah. That's great to know. Is there, is there a time frame that limits my filing window for a grievance and appeal? Like, do I watch for the OB to come in and then I see something that I don't agree with? Like what starts the time frame? There actually is. You're right. There is a time frame. So an appeal from an appeal perspective, you have an 180 days from the date of denial. Um, if it were be a pre-service request. So if it was maybe you had a medication that you needed um, and we denied that request, the date on that denial letter that you would receive would start that 180, 180 day time frame. Or maybe you needed a surgery or an MRI and it was denied. Um, again, that date on the denial letter. Now, if it was for a service that you already had, um, and, and it was denied, it would be that date on your EOB that would start 180 days from that date. Okay. And for grievances, you have 60 days from the date of incident, um, to file that grievance with us because again, grievances are a little bit different. If you're filing a grievance, you're looking for a resolution. So usually you'll come to us way before that 60 day timeframe starts, uh, to, so we can get that moving for you. Yeah. Sometimes though, you may want to ponder what happened or you're thinking about it. You talk to somebody like a friend or family member, and then they're like, wait, you well, absolutely. Want to look into that. Absolutely. And you know, sometimes too, members may not be aware of the grievance process until they've talked to their family or their yeah. friends, or, you know, maybe tried to navigate the process themselves or right. the issue themselves. And then they realize, you know, this is a lot. I can't, I'm not getting anywhere. You know, I'm really stuck on this, you know, scenario. And then they'll call into a service center and say, what do I do? And lo and behold, they'll send us to the, send them to the grievance department and we'll try and get that resolved for them. Okay. So let's say that someone does file a a grievance uh, or an appeal and um, what should they be waiting on? What's that expected communication look like? 
Okay, so I know it can be difficult, but once you file that grievance and appeal, you kind of just got to sit back and trust us. You know, let us um, take over and start that investigation process. Sometimes we will contact you, as I said earlier, um, if we would need additional information from you. You're always welcome to call into our service center and check on the status of your grievance and appeal. Um, But I do also, Tracy, want to point out that if there were to be um, an issue, maybe it was a delay of care, um, or if they were in need of the medication, my team would absolutely keep you updated through that review process. We would never want someone to, you know, wonder where where we were in the grievance process when their health could potentially be at risk. Okay. Is that something I need to notate on my filing, or do you kind of discern that when you read what's in the information? Like, do I need to make this an important email with the exclamation point? I mean, how do you? You absolutely can. You absolutely can't, but that's not a requirement. We can read through your grievance or through your, you know, if you called in and realized like if this member is saying, Hey, I only have three days worth of medication left and I don't have a way to, you know, refill my prescription. Yeah. That is going to go to the top of our priority list um, and make sure that we can get that resolved you know, and the goal is to get that resolved before they run out of medication. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's really important to, you know, make sure people listening understand that you are taking those, those requests seriously and that you are putting them at the top of your list and you're making sure that you're getting back to somebody. And if they're giving you information for filing a grievance or appeal, give them or give you the correct phone numbers and email addresses and best way to contact them back. Absolutely. Because, you know, Tracy, I can't tell you how many times we go to contact somebody and, you know, their number is outdated or disconnected. So, yeah, like I said before, the more is better. You know, if you want to include that contact information, please do. Even the best time to call. I mean, it's those little things like that that make a huge difference. So, um, you know, we all work through the day, you know, so and when we're working, you probably are working too. So, you know, it's difficult sometimes to get a hold of members. um, But it's also a very important piece. So yeah, if you put your contact information in there, best time to reach you. Mm -hmm. That's an extra added benefit for us. Oh, yeah. Like you said, the more detail, the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's great to understand that and, and reiterate that. So um, our grievances and the appeals, are they reviewed just internally by your department or do you have to get external eyes on things? So all of our grievances are actually reviewed in-house. Like I said previously, our members are so important to us, Tracy. So we want to ensure that our members are receiving the best possible outcome. So we really don't want to source that out. You know, that's extremely important to us. Um, So we keep all grievances in-house and we process those and provide our members with an outcome ourselves. Um, As far as appeals go, all of our plans have an internal appeal right. Um, And based upon your plan design, and again, I'm going to refer you back to your plan documents and your (laughs) letters, um, some of them will have external review appeal rights as well. What happens if I follow through all of these processes and I'm still not happy with the outcome? Is there anything else I can do? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, we want you to be happy with your outcome, but that's not always possible in every scenario. So depending on your plan design, you may be eligible for the external review process. Um, You can refer back to your plan document again, or you can take a look at that last appeal letter that we sent you, and it'll detail out your next level or your um, next steps um, to move forward if you are not satisfied with that outcome. 
that's good to know that you're giving that instruction with every communication that you're providing. So always refer to those documents. Don't just throw those letters away. Absolutely. <laughs> Read through the entire document. Uh, there's lots of information in there. Um, and if you have questions on the documents too, please give us a call and we'll be happy to walk you through those and, and explain anything that you may have questions on. Great. Now, as promised, I wanted to make sure we give all the information to all of our listeners to have access to a phone number, email, the whole process. So can you share where you can find that information or have that information for uh, starting this? Absolutely. You can find all this information online on our website and also within your plan documents. Um, You can find the information for the appeal process as well on any denial letters and EOBs that you may receive. Okay. That's good to know. And we will have links to our websites within the show notes and any other materials that we have links to specifically on the site. I'll include those in the notes so they're easily accessible. And if you have any specific questions, you can email us at whereyoumatter at altcare.com and I'll make sure that Kayla and her team gets those um, and we can help you that way too. Sounds great. <laughs> good. Well, thank, thank you so much, Tracy, for having me. Oh my gosh, this has been so informative. And yeah, I I think that this is going to help a lot of listeners reach out to your um, department and and use, use you guys as great advocates on their behalf. So I appreciate it. 